Hi, and welcome to the latest edition of The Bottom End, a podcast series for people living with Crohn's or colitis. I'm Luke Eskin, and I'll be talking about all things IBD with Brittany Nickel and Justin Singh. We're going to be delving into the nitty-gritty on how Crohn's disease has affected our lives and trying to uncover some helpful hints about what worked for us and perhaps what didn't. I'll also be getting some medical insights from gastroenterologist Dr. Ed Giles in every episode. We can tell you from personal experience that IBD can have all sorts of effects on your self-esteem as well as how you cope with life and with things like school or work. Today we'll be talking about how we coped and sharing the pearls of wisdom we wish we could have given to our younger selves. So thanks to AbV and Crohn's and Colitis Australia for helping us get this series out there. We hope you'll find it useful. Hi, I'm Luke Eskin and this is The Bottom End, the podcast where I chat to Brittany Nickel and Justin Singh about our experiences with IBD. Today, we're going to be talking about how living with Crohn's and colitis can affect you as a person and how to get past some of those negative thoughts or experiences that can sometimes pop up. Uh, Of course, one of the things that's often at the top of your mind when you're younger and dealing with IBD is how will this thing affect my relationships with friends or, you know, with girls or with boys that you like and, and all that. I mean, I went to an all boys school, so I didn't even I didn't really see girls unless I was in hospital and happened to get put in the wrong ward, you know, which, is, <laughs> which is what happened when I was diagnosed. But I, I was diagnosed at, at 14, which is just the sort of exactly the year where suddenly you've noticed that the girls have all changed and you have these feelings for them. And and suddenly you've never really thought about the way you look before yeah. uh, and suddenly everyone's ranking each other in terms of attractiveness and you know okay well you're you're at the level of this girl and you know um it's an incredibly difficult thing to deal with like your your self-esteem is already really under pressure at that time in life and then when you put in not just Crohn's but side effects of medications and bullying and things like that how did your friends uh, at school help you? Do you feel like the support network included some some school friends and close friends? Of course, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm very lucky. Like, I have had quite a support network with friends as well, not just family. And and I did have a handful of friends that did understand. And, and to be honest, they really didn't care. It didn't make a difference with looks or appearance or anything like that. And um, it's actually funny. I was pulling out old videotapes of footage from when I was a kid. And I was watching it with mum and dad probably a month ago and we were watching it and I'm looking at myself and like, are you serious? I used to do this as a kid. And no joke, I watched it and I was like, you know what? Kids now need to be more like what we were back then. Like I was literally just a child and didn't didn't bother me, didn't worry. Like and at this point, like I was I was very much puffy, I had a lot of weight and I was going through that transition and it was that period in time where I was watching these videos and as much as it affected me at the time and I was dealing with certain things, I was out on the skateboard, I was out on the push bikes, I was wearing bikinis, I was hanging out with my mates and a lot of my mates have been guys and because of obviously the sporting that I've done um, but girls too and we just didn't seem to really care about what we looked like and the appearance and then you get to that kind of mid-teenage years where... I guess now it's almost younger because of social media, but um, you do, you start to get into that mentality. And for me, I was 16, turning 17 when I had that first major surgery. I'd gone down to 43 kilos and was quite ill. Um, 
But I went through that period where I then required an ileostomy. And for me, I was a surfer. I wear bikinis all the time and looks and appearance seemed such like a big deal. And I had sponsors and that kind of thing. So you've got all these outside pressures, not only from your own mentality, but I guess, you know, sponsor commitments, this, this and this. And you kind of, you look at it and you're like, well, how is this going to affect me? For me, I had that ileostomy and I was lucky that the morning I had the surgery, um, there was a big influence from someone that had stepped in and he was a stranger at the time but knew of me through the surfing circle. Um, And he provided that hope and inspiration for me in the fact that he'd actually been down a similar path, um, much older than me but had been down that similar path for different reasons, had a bag, had it reversed, still surfed with it. So he gave me that little bit of hope, like, you know what, you can do this, this and this, it's... And this was someone who was a stranger who had just kind of reached out. Yeah. I mean, it's easier now, which and it's part of why we do what we do. It's part of why I do what I do with Crohn's and Colitis Australia. I've been an ambassador of them since 2011. And the main reason that I decided to go down that path was to provide that hope and inspiration that I got from somebody else, a complete stranger reaching out, to then pass that on to somebody else and help them through a situation. And um I've been very lucky going back to the question with friends and networks and stuff like that. Like obviously you you do get your bad eggs and, and you do get people that look at you differently and and I've, I've been through all of that. But at the end of the day, I guess you become weak to become stronger and, um, you know, the ones that truly matter will stick around and they will try and understand even though they can't relate personally. Yeah, they're, they're the true friends. Like the true friends, now that I look back on it, uh, are the people who will be there for you during your when you're going through your operations like I remember I had a group of friends and uh, I spent so much time with them and hanging hanging out with them drive them places and then uh, one of them got a really good job and then when I had my operation he was too busy because oh I didn't think it was important I didn't think you'd like I didn't think it was that serious and so having that uh like that really shows you who your real friends are and you learn like as 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 silly as it sounds when you're younger you learn who your real friends are by the people who stick with you because that's who you really want in your life anyway you don't want to try and be a circle trying to fit in the square you just want to find that tribe that resonates with you and it's this filtering process so it's not about being friends with everyone like you could have 30 40 friends right but if none of them come visit you, then it means nothing. Find that one or two or three people who will stick with you through time and time again and um, just have them as your close-knit friends and don't worry about what other people say. Yeah, it's so it's so hard to do when you're in that school <laughs> yeah. system, isn't it? And it's so one of the things I'd love to say to people at school is look this is a this is a temporary sort of institution that you you yeah. just have to be in it's a legal requirement until you're about 18 but you'll never see like 99% of these idiots ever again like no. just don't worry about them you know focus on what you love in life be kind to yourself get these one or two good friends around you and yeah. build your world around people that care about you. And, you know, you're going to have enough other stuff to deal with in life without creating problems for yourself. So remember to, please, don't be too hard on yourself. So, Justin, what advice would you give your younger self? Uh, Do you think you were too hard on yourself back then? I think I am still too hard on myself. That's the number one feedback that I always get. 
is uh, yeah being hard on yourself you know we have all these things that we want to get through like especially when you put your big boy pants on or your big girl pants on and you're in the real world and you're going to make it and I've got to do all this crazy stuff and you stress about every moment it in hindsight you have a look at I mean even if we just pause and have a look right now and back of the moments, the really stressful moments, and you say, well, was it really that stressful? Did you get through it? Well, yeah, every time I did. Did I have to stress that hard over it? No, not really. But it's funny because we think every single moment, oh, my God, this is the most important thing ever. This is the problem that is going to stop the world. And to have that perspective and to change it is, is part of maturity and part of, uh, transitioning. So that's the advice that I would give my younger self. And the other advice I'd give myself would be go with the flow and also um, really take pay, take my life into my own hands and start researching more earlier because uh, there are things that on hindsight that I could do to alleviate things and symptoms. Brittany, do you think you put a lot of pressure on yourself back then? Do you think you still do? As well? I still do now. Yeah, like Justin said, it's I, I get that feedback from a lot of people as well that I I put a lot of pressure on myself to do well with certain things, and and sometimes you it takes away all the achievements you've got to get to where you are because you're focusing on something now, and because you're not where you want to be or doing what you want to be doing, you kind of forget about how much you've achieved and how much you've been through just to get there. Um, so yeah, it. it it's a hard one. I, I've definitely been through a lot of that with my competitive surfing too because, um, yeah, you're, you're striving to do well and, and you get to that point and then you get a result but then you're like, oh, but I want to be doing better, I want to be doing this but you've just got to realise, that okay, no, I've achieved a lot for what I've been through and where I am now and it's just bringing yourself back into that moment and learning to appreciate that. Um, yeah. Is that the advice you'd give to your younger self to, to try and be in the moment more? Yeah, for my younger self probably too is um, even now, my advice to myself right now would be just I'm slowly learning but stop trying to please everybody else um, because at the end of the day you've got to learn to please yourself as well and if you keep putting everybody else first you're never really going to have that time to focus on you and, and for me I've, I've always been go, 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 go whether it's with surfing or with work or with school or with uni um, I've always like had that distraction and at times I've put my own well-being aside to try and achieve something or try and make somebody else happy. And at the end of the day, it's been detrimental to me. I get asked that question a lot. What, what advice would you give? It's, it's always be kind to yourself, uh, which sounds really simple to the point of being basic, but it's, it's really about breaking things down and looking at the way you speak to yourself. I, I remember seeing a psychologist and her uh, picking out all the times I said should Let's take that should and let's take that should and put it in the wood. Um, because what is this should? It's this judgment that you failed, you did something wrong. And at, at the core of it all is something that uh, I think a lot of people with IBD feel is this uh, sense of guilt that it's it's your fault and you've done something wrong or you deserve this in some way. Um, and um, and the only person who's holding that guilt is you, and you can let go of it at any point. You just say, oh, "I'm done with that." I forgive myself, I accept myself, I love myself and move on with your life and just uh, just ditch the guilt and ditch the stigma and make yourself completely immune to anyone else's judgment. There's a lot of um, honesty that you have to come to with yourself when it comes to that guilt. 
uh, and the should. It's very interesting that you mentioned it because I was reading a book about about that as well, about values and uh, the things that are our highest values are what comes naturally. So for you would be um, surfing, right? And for you would be singing and music, music yeah. right? For me, it'd be like watching a movie. But then there's so much should. There's all this social media stuff like, oh, everyone's like making it big. Everyone's like rolling in cash and everyone's an entrepreneur. I should be doing this. I should be doing that. Or I should have a six pack or I should be like have a bikini bod so that I can blah, blah, blah. See, these are all like made up. But like you say, the challenge is to come to accept, accept yourself and accept you as you are and accept you as you as how you are not and when 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 you can do that all the stress gets lifted off and there's no shoulds anymore there's only what you fully self-express want to do and when someone says you should eat more food or you should be going after more money that's only their value that's only what they value higher and that's their opinion and you don't have to uh, do what they say because their opinion lasts for 20 seconds and they're gone. They'll say it to you and they'll leave, right? But you have to deal with you. You have to be there for yourself. And so, um, yeah, just really having that force field around you and knowing yourself, like creating that operating manual, like, and knowing how you work and what your values are is super important because when you have that, um, then you know how you operate, you know your ethos, you know your beliefs, you know everything, then you can go into the world and things will just ripple off you. People will say things and you're like, okay, cool, that's not what I value, that's what I value. If you get triggered, you can see, okay, well, this is what triggers me and, and, you, can, and you can inoculate that for yourself. And it's very important for a young person because if you don't have that, it's so easy to get, especially when you transition from an adolescent to an adult, to get swept up with the crowd, to get swept up with what everyone thinks you should do, with everyone going to uni and everyone studying this and everyone taking this drug and everyone having having sex and, and all that. And you can go, actually, you know what? What is what is it? What feels right to me? And you have to go inside for that. And often it's scary because it might you might say, actually, this this value, these values are what I value more and your friends might not be it. And if there's a point where you go, I'm not going to hang out with them or I'm going to hang out with them less. And then it can feel very lonely. But what happens is you create new space in your life for those people with that value to start filling into your life. And it's the most satisfying and crazy, mm-hmm. um, uh, like, it's like magic because you, you just end up putting yourself into different situations and following your intuition and then this whole new world of people gets exposed to you and you're like, oh my gosh, I never knew life could be like this. So it's like that transition and being honest with yourself is so important because it's literally sculpting your life. Yeah, oh, it's, a, it's a wonderful thing that you're talking about there, that, that feeling of, of loving your life. Um, and instead of trying to fit in, actually making a place where you fit, uh, making yourself a safe place, being your own ally. I think these are, these are the things that I kind of keep coming back to as the most important things I learned 
is that happiness and the sense of purpose, it all starts within and it's something we can choose at any time in our lives. On that note, folks, it's time for us to go and chat to Dr. Ed Giles, a pediatric gastro, about his thoughts on learning to live with IBD. So stay with us for a few more minutes. Hi again, Luke Eskom here with Dr. Ed Giles, who's very kindly taken some time away from his gastro practice today for a quick chat with us. So, Ed, one of the words that comes up often in, in conversations that, that I have about IBD is uh, this word empowerment. And I feel that uh, at the time that I was transitioning from being a, a teenager into an adult, even though I was in remission at the time, I was in remission for seven years, I was severely disempowered uh, as an individual, as a human being. And it took me so long to, to empower myself. What more can we do to empower young people who are living with IBD? Well, I think transition's the obvious time, but at any point, really, and I, I always try, and with the younger patients, not much, but always trying to engage with the patient directly at the start and the end of consultations, even if the parents take over for, for most of the in-between times, and then trying to encourage young people as they get older, whether they're transitioning or otherwise, just to start to express themselves a bit more, express their concerns, because I think... I'm very focused on getting people better because I think then they can go on and do their own things. But sometimes I think professionals, we can miss the big issue. Is it the bullying? Is there something else that's really worrying them? Now, we may or may not be able to help with those issues, but if we don't know about them, we we certainly can't help. And I think, you know, young people need to understand that their doctor is there to try and help them. Um, And so they need to hopefully, you know, have the confidence that they can express their concerns. and, and maybe by asking questions, they can understand what our agenda is. We really are trying to make them better for their sake, you know, so they can get the best out of their lives. Uh, it took me a long time to realise that, uh, that I had this amazing team who were actually more concerned about the quality of my future than I was mm. because I was so kind of blinded by the immediacy of my illness. I think that's a really important message that, that uh, if you go in as, as a patient with this this positive outlook that this is a great opportunity to find support and help uh, and to have an ally. I think that that's, that's a really great message to get out there. Do you have any other advice for young people living with uh, Crohn's, whether they are uh, patients at the moment or not? Well, I think that it's just important to understand that, you know, your journey will be unique, that I think that there are lots of supports around, that even though there may be difficulties around your team, around transition, that these people, the professionals are there to try and help you um, and you can, you know, use those resources that are there. But like finding those supports, finding the safe places for you with your family, with your friends, but also having the confidence to question what's happening with your disease and, and what the goals really are and making sure that you're sort of on the same page because, you know, people are there to try and help you and Crohn's can be incredibly difficult. Most people don't have it as bad as some of the stories we've heard, but there's no doubt it can be terrible, um, at least for periods of time. But almost always, even when things seem the worst, there is a sort of brighter future ahead. IBD has been a, a very empowering thing for us 
since we've learned how to take ownership of it. So I think it's it's so important to remember that um, you're just much stronger than you, you even realize. Uh, human beings generally are resilient and extraordinary creatures. And when we're given the right struggle, we, we rise to the challenge. Yeah. And I think young people particularly, because I think young people... Sometimes in the press now you sort of have this vision of teenagers that can be sometimes quite negative, I think, but that's not my experience. And and overwhelmingly my experience of teenagers is positive, that they're, you know, they're trying to do their best um, and life's thrown them something pretty bad and most of them cope with it incredibly well. Um, and I think that's an amazing thing. Thanks so much for your time today, Ed. That's really inspiring and great to hear. And thanks to all of you out there who are listening to The Bottom End. That's it for today, but if you want to hear more from me, Luke Eskom, and our fabulous ambassadors, Brittany Nickel, Justin Singh, and of course, Dr. Ed Giles, uh, check out the other episodes in The Bottom End podcast. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to tune in to the other episodes in our series for more insights, revelations, and general gut spilling. Hopefully only the metaphorical kind. We hope that sharing our stories will help all of you out there who are living with IBD. And we'd like to thank AbbVie and Crohn's and Colitis Australia for bringing this podcast to the Crohn's community. Before we sign off, we have some legal statements we need to make on their behalf. Firstly, everything we said is intended for an Aussie audience only, and our experiences or the things that work for us might not apply to you. So nothing that we or even Dr. Ed says in these podcasts can replace the advice of your own healthcare professionals who understand your personal situation. If you want more information or advice on your specific situation or medical condition, please talk to your own healthcare team. They're the experts, not us, and not the interweb. And of course, all of our opinions and experiences are ours, and they do not necessarily represent the views of AbbVie and Crohn's and Colitis Australia, CCA. If you are feeling down or this discussion has brought up any mental health issues for you, please reach out to a crisis line such as Beyond Blue or call 1300 224636. If you would like to speak with someone about your management of IBD, then please contact CCA's IBD helpline on 1800 138 029. If you'd like any information from ABV, please contact their medical information team at medinfoanz at abv.com. That's M-E-D-I-N-F-O-A-N-Z at abv.com or call 1-800-043-460. Podcast ID AU-IMMG-200021 produced in April 2020, ABV PTY Limited, Mascot New South Wales 2020.